Hello and welcome to episode 66 of the Critical Twits Gaming Podcast. We're back on the Netrunner this week, where we'll be taking you through a beginner's guide to the Jinteki Corporation. Welcome back. I'm Brian Ennis. And I'm Joe Lewin. And today we're going to be running the nets once more. Uh, and we're going to be taking a look at the Jinteki Corporation from a beginning player's point of view. Uh, explaining what it is, what the key cards are and its key strategies. As part of our sort of new set of features. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's something that we've... As a group, mostly stuck to the the corpse and the fa- uh, and the runners factions that we like. Yes, yeah. Um, so this is going to be a, a good experience for us in branching out into new things. Yeah, definitely. Um, and also a nice way for other people if you're just getting into Netrunner or you're thinking about a faction change because you've been playing NBN the whole time because Yellow dominates everything. Yeah. Um, and you realise that, at least in my opinion, it's not at the top anymore. What else do you play? How do you do it? Where's the best place to start? Yes. Hopefully we can answer some of those questions. Yeah, so it gives us an opportunity to sort of learn along with you as well. Because um, we started off with our Netrunner noobs. The challenge was for uh, myself and Aaron under Jamie and Joe's slightly more experienced tutelage uh, to move into the world of competitive play, uh, which I won. Haha, <laughs> take that, Aaron. He's so sad he's not here today. He's just crying under a bridge. Yeah. Makes him a troll if he's crying under a bridge. Yes. Yes. Good. Um, <laughs> one of the things I found clicked fairly early on with, with Netrunner, I think I've been playing a couple of months and I've been playing Wayland and I've been playing Noise. Mm-hmm. I've been playing my Argus deck, sorry, and uh, my Noise deck, uh, Wayland and Anarchs, is we went to the charity gift tournament and I had to learn a couple of new IDs because that forced me to, I didn't get to pick my IDs yeah. for that tournament. And then I came up against a Wayland deck. Now, this went really badly for me. Um, this is one of my favourite stories. Because I died horribly to it out of sheer idiocy, leaving myself tagged against Argus. What, as... what ID was it? It was against Argus. Yeah, ID you had been Argus. solely playing. For... I'd played about 55 games with Argus at yeah. that point because we were keeping track, we were keeping score. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I got I got overconfident because I thought I knew what I was doing. Yes. Um, with... Um, my new idea. Every time I've played Argus since that time, and I've played Argus five or six times, various people have been playing yeah. it. Um, I've won every single game because I know what it does. So bar that one minor blip, um, actually moving through the factions, moving through the IDs, and playing different ways of playing, different styles, different types of uh, of deck is a really good way to learn the game because Netrunner is quite a complex game. Yeah, um, because you, 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 like you said, you mostly started off with Wayland Anarch, or more specifically Argus Noise. Yeah. I um, I started off mostly playing NBN, because I really like, I love the, the background and the idea of the core. I moved away from it due to it being in top position and wanting to branch out a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, and runner-wise, I've always liked Criminals, but I started off playing with Apex. Yes. Primarily. You can uh, see my Argus playing Joe's Apex on the internet at the link that will just appear now, probably, if you're on YouTube. 
and I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and if not, go on YouTube and find it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it's been it's been great. I found branching out helpful because you start looking at entirely different card pools. You don't have to read other people's cards quite as much. Yes, yeah. Um, Which, as we learned last month, um, is unprofessional. It is, yes. <laughs> Makes you seem like a scrub. Yes, Mark. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're um, we're going to start off today talking about Ginteki, the corporation. Yes. Uh, so we're going to go through um, who are they, what are they, how do they play, how are they unique? Because each faction in Netrunner is unique in its own way. Yeah, they all have things that they do specifically. Yeah, things that they do best, because you can always import cards via the influence system, yes. but there will always be an advantage to use to having certain styles of play inside certain uh, certain factions. Uh, and then we're going to talk to you about, um, I said our first game night kit earlier, it's actually my first game night kit. Well, it, it technically wasn't even a game night kit. Was it not? No, it's, a, it's the quarter one kit. Okay, what's that then, Joe? It's like a game night kit, but it's called a quarter one kit. Okay. I'm not... If I'm honest, I'm not entirely sure. They, they've pub- Fancy Flight have published this as the quarter one kit. Yeah. And they do a quarter one kit for all of the competitive games they do. So okay, there was also cool. a Game of Thrones quarter one kit, for example. Um, and then the game night kits are little in-between ones, okay. I guess. But yeah, but whatever it was, we went along to it, up to our friendly local gaming store, the Hobbit Hole in Chatteris. Yes. Uh, and played a bit of, uh, I wouldn't say like hardcore competitive Netrunner, but it was it was still competitive, but it wasn't, it didn't have the kind of taking a cut at the end and, and playing out. No, um, it's, it's designed. Elimination and things as, like that. Uh, I can't remember the format, but you play three rounds and it's all based on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll tell you a little bit about how that went as well at the end. Yes. So, Jinteki. Now, I have a particular reason for starting us off on Jinteki. It's something you said on Saturday while we were. Uh, while we were playing. Uh, first of all, at our game night kit, there were actually three people playing Jinteki out of six. Three out of six, and I was surprised it wasn't four. Yeah. Because I thought Carl was going to bring Jinteki as well. Yeah, he'd been playing quite a bit of Jinteki, but he went with... HB. HB, yes. Um, oh, he went with Cybernetics. He did. Um, I'm so glad I didn't have to play against that. It got me down to hand size one. Mm. Yeah. Did it Did it beat you? No, Leela is OP. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we saw quite a lot of Jinteki. We were talking about that in a, in a smoke break in between games, and you yeah. said that you thought that Jinteki was currently top of the pile. I do think so. Um, I'm sure far better players than me might disagree. Um, but if you look at what's out, what's available, and the counters available to each thing... Um, NBN still has a bit of a good, has has ways of tagging you far more than anything else. Yeah. Um, Wayland can do the same thing now because of the ridiculous amount of money it can pull in. Yeah. Um, but I don't think tagging strategies are king currently because of uh, because of things like Aaron on the lamb and. I would wouldn't be surprised to see paper tripping popping up a little bit more as well to clear a horrible mid season's turn. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think I think it's in a Jinteki's in a very good position. I think it's getting lots of really nice tricks. It's building on things it does well already. 
um, with some of the new cards in uh, Day Dallas Complex. Yeah. And yeah, I just I'm I'm dead excited for the new ID coming up soon as well because it's more. I think they've a little bit more of a finesse faction because yeah. you're relying on tricks far more than you're relying on just the brute strength of your ice like you would in HB or something like that. Yeah, cool. So let's have a let's start at the uh, right back at the the beginning then. Um, what is the G- Jinteki Corporation? What do they do? This, this is always a question I answer wrong <laughs> because at some point in my uh, evolution. <laughs> Yeah, like well, there's been what eight eight or so months we've all been playing properly competitively. Yes, yeah. Um, but I've had the core set for a couple of years, and my brain gets obsessed with them making AIs because there are some cards that say like these are like fetal AI and stuff like yes, that. yeah. Um, but that's not what they do. No, no. What they do is they are a biotechnical corporation specialising in cloning. So genetic manipulation, cloning, uh, meat stuff. If you think of AIs um, and bioroids in the um, in the HB sensors being hardware, you'd probably yeah. take Jinteki as being sort of wetware, as they uh, as they term it. It's a proper cyberpunk term. <laughs> Just I feel dumb. <laughs> I feel like I need to prove this to you now. Do you? Yeah. Just it's still going to sound dumb. It probably will. There you go, yeah. Wetware, human brain cells or thought processes. So it's manipulating the human body no, yeah, no, or that... the bodies of other creatures and such like. Um, I would argue that they, Jinteki also do a lot of um, foodstuffs, not yes. just in the meat sort of thing. But again, that is your cloning and your genetic manipulation. Yeah, right? yeah. Because, um, you know, I don't think GM foods are actually all that bad. No, no. The Global Food Initiative could almost have been a Jinteki card. It could have. And it would have fit perfectly with yeah, what they yeah, uh, did. They have Polana Foodstuffs as an ID um, that you can play. You've got either a recently released or an upcoming card. You've got, like, replanting. Yeah. Um, yeah, they have, they have a, lot of, a lot of things in that kind of area. Yes. Now, they are, as the name maybe suggests, they are a Japanese corporation. Yes. Uh, although they have moved their operation to New Angeles, their HQ, uh, for the tax breaks that it gives. Cyberpunk <laughs> they, they just, can be they just weird. wanted to be in the board game. Yeah, Cyberpunk can be weird sometimes. <laughs> you? You're like, yes, this, this, uh, this big evil corporation is taking a tax break over here. It's not like... Thugnar the Barbarian went there to save the princess. No. It has weird plot points sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, and they have... Um, they are an old-fashioned, conservative, um, quite slow-moving corporation who have just had, in the background, uh, Chairman Hero. Is it Hero? Yes. Cool. I should have said, just, just gone with it and sounded more... Uh, more um, do you want to try again? Confident. No, we'll leave it in because it might be funny. Okay. Um, yeah, Chairman Hero. He is like a new upcoming younger guy who's kind of trying to push them and develop them. Um, and the way that that manifests itself in their in their gameplay style is that they, they find it incredibly upsetting that you would dare to try to hack them. Um, and they their big thing is from the, the core set onwards was doing you net damage. Yes. So they would 
Wayland, if you really annoy them, they will tag you. They'll find out where you live. They'll send someone, send someone around to shoot your mum. Um, Possibly kick you down. Yeah. Uh, HB will sort of slowly brain damage you. Yeah. Um, if you keep uh, making mistakes against them. Um, MBN, they will ruin your life. They'll they will take, take your money your, away. Yeah, exactly. They will, yeah, they'll, they'll tell your mum what you really did last week and then she'll be upset with you. Um, whereas Jinteki are all about stopping you via net damage so feeding impulses back through the uh through the net uh to damage you and your your equipment and sort of force you to bugger off basically uh and that's something that they've done quite well from the beginning they they have all each faction has had the thing it does yeah um and jinteki yeah like you say wayland is meat damage hb is brain jinteki is net and mbn tags yes so yeah, they're um, it's one of the meat damage is the easiest to avoid. Net damage is probably oh, see, I don't know. I don't know whether I'd argue it's the hardest. There's a there's a, a brain damage is the hardest I've always found. But it's mu- I think that's now changed. Yeah, I would say because there there are a few hard counters. We're maybe jumping ahead slightly. Um, and you can play a Jinteki deck that does no net damage because we're at the point now where yeah. there's so many cards per... Well, well uh, you can play a Jinteki deck that it's not your main thing. You could play yeah. one that doesn't do net damage, but you would be deliberately not including cards that have net damage on. Yeah. Because a lot of their ice does it. So. Yeah. Um, rich Shapers might be able to install a feedback filter. Yep. It's very expensive. Or a uh, net shield. Uh, yeah, I'll just look it up, Net Shield, actually, because I don't think I've ever seen one in the wild. Um, yes, yeah, Net Shield, a bit cheaper, but only does the first net damage. Yeah. Um, whereas um, the feedback filter is three credits per net damage, but you can, in theory, do an infinite number of that. Yeah. As long as you've got an infinite number of credits. Or you have, <laughs> um, you've always got Guru Davinda, who can do four credits. Yes to stay on the board after preventing any amount of net damage. Yeah. So now, that's kind of cool. The the thing I quite um, I quite like is that... Because there's counters to the other types of damage as well. Yep. Um, meat damage has Plascrete and other things. Yeah. Um, so so damage can be, can be avoided. Um, but Wayland needs to find where you live to do meat damage. It does. Generally against HB, you need to do something wrong to take that brain damage because it's quite hard to get it to stick because it is so powerful and it kind of lasts forever. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 the easiest to avoid. Yeah. Whereas Jinteki will have lots and lots of things that will do net damage. Yeah. They have ice that can directly damage. They'll have assets they can advance that can directly damage. They'll have traps that can damage you. So they have lots of ways of but getting of this Assets you across. don't need to advance that just yeah. directly damage you. Yeah, it's yeah. A, a horrible, horrible state of yeah. affairs sometimes. One of the things I said that appealed to me when we started playing Netrunner, and I was like, I want to be Argus. I want to find out where they live and shoot them in the face. Yeah. I want to hurt them, which maybe makes me sound like a psychopath. But... It fits that Netrunner thing of, you know, being the evil corporation. That it's very cyberpunk. People. Yes. Whereas actually, I think maybe Jinteki would have been a better place for me to start because it is the most directly aggressive faction I have found 
It has the most things where you don't have to tag them to then scorched earth them. You don't have to yeah. get them to run that server so you can flip your upgrade and, and land a brain damage. There are less steps involved yeah, in you, applying the damage you, to people. You can advance a Ronin, flip it over, click it, do three net damage. Yeah. Hooray, I just damaged you. You can play a Neural EMP out of hand yeah. and do a point of damage. Try and snipe that card that they just spent ages drawing for. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's an interesting thing because it's... It's always in small amounts, though. Yes, yeah, it doesn't let you do lots and you lots. Don't, you don't have the Wayland thing of going, boom, I do you seven damage. Yes. Which yeah, will kill all, pretty much any unprotected runner. Yeah, if you're not prepared for that, you're dead. Yeah. Um, the other thing that they do is side games. Yes. Uh, which I find quite interesting, because, again, when I... When I started started with mm. this, sorry, when we started this podcast, I was saying how I like the the interaction, the bluffing, and such like that's involved in Netrunner. You don't get that in many other card games. No, um, not many things play with stuff face down. Yes, like Yu Gi Oh, maybe. Does it? Yeah, yeah. yeah I've never played Yu Gi Oh. You can play your cards in face down in the field. Zone. Yeah, I place my trap card face down. <laughs> yes. Um, so. Those are where, under certain conditions, you the runner and the court will spend zero, one or two credits. Yep. And generally, you want to be spending, as Jinteki, you want the two of you to spend different amounts that will make something terrible happen. Yeah. Um, they're, they're always, it's all, pretty much always worded, and then do this if you and the runner spent a different number of credits. Yeah. So you, you can engineer situations where that's going to happen. Yes, definitely. It's, if the runner has no credits or Ooh. just one credit, yeah. then you can always pay your two to, yes. to guarantee it. Now, there is a card that counters Psy Games. Yes. That no one ever uses. No, no. Because um, they're a pain, but they're not perfect. Yeah. Because like, there is always that chance that someone will just know what, like, or I'll say no, guess what you put down and ruin yeah. your fun. But it is definitely a a big part of the faction. They yeah. are the they are the only faction you can find side games in. Yeah, and obviously other people can import side games in. Yes, and there's a couple cards that we'll we'll talk about later that I've used outside of Jintech. Yep, because of their side game awesomeness. Uh, but yeah, that card you probably don't see it a lot because if you're not playing Jinteki. It's Nine times out of ten, they're not going to. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to see it, and it's a wasted slot in your uh, in your deck. Um, so that's kind of their strengths: is doing mm-hmm. the net damage um, and having this um, these side games. Because some of the abilities are quite powerful on the side games. Yeah, but that's because there's a chance if you just take it at pure randomness, a one in three chance that they're not going to fire at all. Yeah, um, but. Each faction also has its drawbacks. Yes. So what are the drawbacks for Jinteki, Joe? Um, Jinteki don't have many consistent economy cards. Yeah. They have quite a lot of cards that make them money, but there's normally some kind of prerequisite for that money. Yeah, there's some kind of... Or a trade-off in some way. Yeah, um, one of the things they do, and this is, I think this is something that has developed beyond core as we've moved sort of yeah. through the the expansions and the data data packs and the cycles, is that 
quite often as gin techie, you'll be able to give yourself a nice advantage, but mm. you'll also give something to the runner. Yes. And I think this is the idea that actually, although they murder you when you break in, they're not necessarily the nastiest corporation because a lot of their things benefit mankind. Yeah, so you have something like a mental health clinic that will give you money each turn, mm. but it increases the runner's hand size by one. Yes. Because they could be a customer of said mental health clinic. Yeah. Uh, they have a medical research fundraiser. Yep. Which gives you... Uh, you only need to spend three. And it and gives it you the same amount of money that Restructure does. Yeah, and plus five credits. N for that to do yeah. Restructure. It's a really good way of digging your um, your Jinteki out of a hole if you've been forced to rest some ice or yeah. advance something that you thought, oh, actually, they're going to grab that quick. Um, and you've got yourself into it. Because going, ba- going bust in Netrunner is really bad. It can often take you a few turns to dig your way out of to that really zero. Recover, yeah. Well, I mean, if you look look at worst, worst case scenario, so... Any other faction would need to claw their way out. If you've got a money card in hand, yeah. you've got a hedge fund, you need five credits to trigger it. Yeah. If you've got a restructure, you need ten. Um, as the, the two generics. You've got the little things like Wayland, uh, Beanstalk royalties. Yeah. Uh, NBN sweep tweaks, that kind of stuff. But to be able to go, cool, well, I've... I've I'll click for three credits and then next turn go straight to eight at the beginning. Yeah. It's a really nice boost. But, as with most of these things, again, it has a downside in that the runner also gains three credits. Yeah, and there's there's quite a few of these, these cards that they have that are good for them, but you're also giving something to the runner, yeah. which I like. I quite like that. The other way they do things is that... Um, in certain decks, a very good economy card would be... Uh, Sunju. Yeah. Because you gain the money at the start of the runner's turn. Well, when the runner first spends a click, if they don't run at the server the Sunju is installed in, yeah. you gain two credits. Yeah. So that's got a prerequisite to get the money. Yeah. But you're not giving the runner anything apart from a choice. Yeah. Yeah, they could quite easily be. Um, just run it, kill it, yep. and it's cost you. Well, it's cost them nothing essentially. They've trashed an asset. Cost them a click. Yeah, and a click can be worth anything up to seven credits if you're a criminal. Yeah, potentially, potentially. Now, so they they tend to suffer slightly in the economy stakes. Yep. Um, they also um, they tend to have. Not fairly weak ice, but the ice that they They're have... porous ice. Yeah, the ice they have, they you can get through their ice. It may cost you a few cards in net damage to get in, mm-hmm. um, but they have very few big end-the-run ice, or strong end-the-run ice. They have a couple. Yeah. They don't have really, apart from the data pack just released, many low strength um end the run ice as well you don't have things like um an ice wall that you can you can chuck down news hound or anything like that that can be a real early score behind type ice yes um yeah Yeah. no they are they do and even even the new one or even any of the ones they do they're all four or five credits they're not cheap yes yeah so they they lack those sort of those those stronger 
those stronger yeah. ice and instead they're almost saying if you're going to be as, so dishonourable as to come into our servers we will hurt you but we yeah. can't stop you yeah so they have a co- more kind of like a, a punishment and correction style they're more like a they're more like a stern father figure <laughs> um, slapping your hand as a naughty impudent runner for daring to to sort of access their secrets yeah um, which I quite like um, again I quite I quite like that it's a nice theme definitely um, and the I like the fact that it's been adhered to strongly throughout the lifespan of Netrunner so far yeah though I'm very interested to see where it goes yeah because everyone's escalating slightly nowadays yes with the move to Mars do you just up the net damage numbers or do they go in a slightly different direction yeah there's um one of the more recent cards again we're jumping around slightly we- one of the new the new cards that they've uh, that they've just released in Daedalus Compact Complex is Kakugo uh, which is a barrier cost four it's only strength one and it has an end the run so we get quite an expensive ice but the ability of it uh, when the runner passes Kakugo, do one net damage. I really like that. Yes. Because normally you're paying to break the ice to stop yourself taking damage. Now you've got a choice. Mm-hmm. You can take that net damage or you can get bounced out of the server. Yeah. And I like that. I, I really, well, again, really like that particular, um, that particular ice. Just, just that. That's a, it's a very Jinteki thing. Yes. Giving, giving the runner a choice. Mm. Do you want to let me keep getting money and enjoy an additional hand size? Yes. You know, do you want to let me have some money, or do you want to waste your first kick running on this server? Um. And then things like um, the research fundraiser. You you give yourself the question: Do I want some money if they get some too? Yeah. Yeah, I find so, I find Jinteki playing Jinteki and playing against Jinteki exercises my brain possibly the most. Yes, I would say uh, so because because there's all these choices. Mm-hmm. Do you do this? Do you do that? You've kind of got quite often you'll you'll be the runner will be placed in a situation where they have a bad a bad decision or a really bad decision. That they can make yes um, um one of the things that we're seeing more of i think and we might see we've got a new one coming out in this cycle is yeah. agendas that protect themselves so yes the, the old staple uh, that will be rotating out soon is fetal ai which is sad to see that go. which costs two credits and two net damage to steal it's a four two um no five it's a two. five two agenda yes yeah. um it almost becomes like a trap in and of itself because you can sit there and advance that as the Jinteki player now it might be a trap card that's going to do damage yeah but you might be on the cusp of scoring out if you've got five points they have to run it and even if they run it they might take so much damage that next turn you can finish them off with something else well, the, the, there's, there's the thing it's with an awkward choice, isn't it? The thing with fetal and the reason it's a five-two, yeah, as one of the only five-twos in the game. Yeah, there's. I think there's might be. I know a six-two, a HB have six-two, but there's not many. 
Yeah. Um, and it's because the the net damage triggers on access. Yeah. Um, so the moment they hit that card, they are pa- they are taking two damage. Yeah. There is then an additional cost on top of that. Yes. Yeah. They have to pay two credits to steal it. Yes. Now that is. If you've not planned for it, if you know how much it costs to get in that server and you've gone, yes, I've got the 10 credits it's going to cost me to get in and you're rewarded by saying, no, you can't have this because you haven't got any money left. Oh, and you lose a couple of cards. Yeah. Horrible situation. Yes. I mean, it's something that obviously, as a good player you, you plan for and you try and take into account. But even so, it's just mean. Yes, very much so. You also have the Future Perfect... Yes. Which you... If you access it while it's installed, uh, you can just steal. But if you manage to dig it out of HQ, archives, R&D, you have to play a Psy game for. Uh, And that can be an incredibly annoying card to actually steal off of the the corp. I've I've been the runner a few times and just not been able to take the thing and win that Psy game. Again, if you're really good at side games, yeah, you either don't care because you just go, "Cool, I reckon you'll spend this and get it right," yeah, or you might it might you might just let your hand have three future perfects in and never lose one all game. Yeah, so they go, "Nah, it's not, it's not for you." Yeah, so it's in, it is interesting. And again, as you said, with the side game, if you if you hit the uh, if you hit the server. And you've spent all your money. Yep. The court can go. I'll oh, pay one. Just stop. No money. Th- you can't have it. To stop you having three points. Yeah. Nearly half of your victory. Yeah. Condition. And a game where you're trying to get to seven, three points can be huge. Yeah. And yeah, no, you just deny it for a credit. Yeah. It can be very, very um, sort of cheeky in that way. It's another one of their things they do that's frustrating. Yes. Um, but. But I think it's. I think, I think the frustration with Jinteki comes from the fact that it's interactive. Yes. Yeah. Because you are saying, make a choice every time. Make a choice. Yeah. Now there's all you know. Everything you do in Netrunner is making a choice of which card to play, what server to run, etc. Yeah. But Jinteki offers. Jinteki increases the consequences for getting that choice wrong. Yeah. I think that's what makes it such an interesting faction to to play as and against. Yes, yeah. Um, so let's just talk a little bit about the um, Jinteki personal evolution, the core set identity. Yep. Okay. Uh, because that's kind of the baseline for each each faction has that baseline of what was in the core box. And if you're like us, if you're playing something new, maybe you're you've been sort of getting into this along with us. You may not have huge amounts of cards yet. No, it might no. be the first your first taste of Jinteki will be playing with or against um, personal evolution. Yeah. Um, I really like the ID. I think it's got weaker over time as more um, counters to damage has cu- have come in. I think that I think that the the only the real counter to it has been far more recent. Um Stuff has come up that's that's like net shield and everything else could could be seen as a a counter to it, if not yeah. an expensive one. But I think the th- I think the thing that really kicks in is um, 
like Aaron. But then yeah. this has been discussed elsewhere and people know. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron he lets you draw back up outside of your turn as the runner. And and the thing that gives him counters is the same thing that triggers the ID. Yeah, and so he is quite almost like a hard counter almost uh, to that. Um, but I still, it's what I've been playing. It's what I took along yeah. to the game night kit. Um, and I've been really enjoying it. Um, so doing a, doing that net da- point of net damage when you score or your opponent steals an agenda. Yep. Which is lovely with a fetal AI because it suddenly it's doing three damage, not two. Yep. Uh, for instance, um, and it lets you. It's it gives you a kind of death by a thousand cuts style. Yeah, like well, like was before, you're not doing. Big chunks of damage. Yeah. So you are slowly, slowly but surely whittling them down, making yeah. them spend money or well, time and time is money. Um, yeah. On getting cards back into their hand so they can survive another run through some agendas. Yeah. Um, I think it, it's an extra layer of things to think about. Yeah. I think one of the cards that has actually hurt Jinteki the most is Levy AR Access. Uh, lab Access. AR Lab Access? Is Levy. There you go. Um, the the card, the shape of card that lets you put your heap yeah. back, shuffle all your cards back and start again. Because it doubles the timer before the runner runs out of cards. Because yes. quite often, if you're doing these little niggly bits of damage and forcing them to draw back up, eventually they're going to run out of cards. They can't draw up. Their hit point pool, their goes cards away. in hand, yeah. goes away. That's much harder to do the, these days. It is, but I don't know. I don't see it as... I suppose when you're trying to do it bit by bit and slowly whittle them down over a few turns... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um Especially with cards like uh, Quality Time and Diesel and stuff as well that allow you to draw a bit quicker. Yeah. So, and the fact it replaces your hand as well is quite good. You, you play Levy and you discard your hand. Yeah. Of potentially nothing at this point because you've run out of everything. Yeah. But you get to draw five back up. Yes. So, yeah, it, it, it's a good card to use, yeah. but it's... It's weirdly that it's not a, like a it's not an auto include because a lot of runner decks don't go through their entire deck in a game. No, no, but it can be. It I feel like it. Um, if you know they've not got a levy, sometimes it's fine to fire off some of the cards that will do damage because you know that you're reducing what they can. Yeah. What they can use and, and getting them closer to that point where they're kind of milled milled you're, out. You're putting them into more bad decisions because yeah. they haven't got the answers anymore. Yes. Whereas against things that are gonna more than likely have a levy kicking about it, it, yeah. you're kind of halving the impact of that you're like oh well I could yeah I could get rid of three of their cards with my Ronin but actually I'm going to save that to try and kill them because there's no point playing unless you that can, long yeah I suppose you're, you're hoping to hit the levy yes and take it away from them um, but then with things like same old thing now being a factor you've got to try and take those away as well and yeah so yeah, it it becomes problematic if your if your intention is to mill the runner out across the game. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that first ID has that. Um, it really doubles down on that. Okay, you can attack us, but you're not going to like it. Yeah. Because you go, hooray! I've stolen the agenda. 
it's a one point agenda and I have to lose a card mm-hmm. um, deep digs can become quite dangerous if you're using medium to take lots of cards out of R&D for instance oh yeah you would you need to run with at least as many cards in hand as agenda points you need yeah but that then doesn't take into account snares shocks Another thing. So yeah, horrible things. Yeah, it, does, it is just a yeah. Like, really big medium runs are are a scary prospect against Jinteki. Yes, as is sometimes accessing multiple cards from HQ. Yep, yeah. uh, and sometimes the I really like Shock, the card, uh, which does one net damage when accessed. Yes, uh, you have to pay to trash it. Yeah, um, the runner has to pay to trash it, and then. It goes into archives and it still fires from archives. So if you get all three of your shocks in archives, you can make an archive run to, for whatever reason, um, checking face down cards, seeing if you discard agendas, all sorts of things. Yeah, suddenly cost you three net damage each time you do yeah. it, which can really slow the runner down. Because that's normally the I've got a spare click. I'll go. I'll go check what's in there. Yeah. Or even um, archives is a is a really cheeky Temujin target at the beginning yes. of the game. Uh, Temujin contract probably being one of the the best economy cards in the game because it compresses your economy into running. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 So you're making a run and then you're gaining four credits each time for uh, for doing it, um, giving you what a net gain of sixteen credits over. Five, no, six total clicks. It's almost three credits a click, Nick and you get to run and check stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it's something that I see lots and lots of, yes. um, and, and have used a lot as well. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's something that gets splashed for outside of just criminals because it's because it's really really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that that core ID then. Um, there's still some really good core Jinteki cards as well. Uh, oh, from the, the basic uh, from the basic box, uh, Project Junebug, really good card. Yeah, so uh, it's a trap card. Uh, when accessed, you will do two net damage for each advancement token on the card. Yep. As long as you can pay a single credit, really, really cheap. Uh, it's to only trigger one, credit. It's one credit to trigger a Junebug. Yeah. There have um, been a number of times I have run on servers with <laughs> counters on going. And you got a credit. That's fine. Yeah, June. because snare is expensive. Snare is it's one of the other cards I was yeah. going to say. But yeah, snare costs four to do three net damage and a uh, and a, a tag. tag. Oh, it's only one. It is. Yeah, I think I've that's... been lucky not to get June bugged in the face more often. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, a project June bug with a couple of advances on is. Is a handicap to the to the runner, but they will generally be running at you with lots of cards in hand. Mm. A project Junebug with three advances on is suddenly a decision because do they draw up if they don't have any other way of negating net damage? Do they want to lose all six of those cards as well, just in case? Um, and what I've been doing quite a lot is is having some nice four advanced um, project Junebugs on the table, uh, which suddenly will cost you eight cards. Yeah. Um, and can be an instant kill in most circumstances. Not in every circumstance. You're into the realms of Wayland's meat damage levels. With yeah, you're, you're actually doing more damage than a boom. 
Um, but they have to run it. They have to hit it. They have. Yeah. Yes. It's not just. Uh, oh, you've got two tags, so I'm going to do this. You have to set it up. Getting four tags on. Four tags on. No. Getting four advancement tokens on. You can't just do in a single turn. Yeah. Out of core, anyway. Out of core, yes, you can't. Um, but nowadays, it's fairly, fairly straightforward to do so. Well, more so, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just a. It's a really, really, really good card. It yep. um, still sees a lot of play. Snare. Um, yes. You often see splashed about. I've seen that splashed into Argus quite a lot. Because it will whittle their hand down and it will give them a Gives tag. Them a tag. And I think that's the important thing in there. Yeah, it's the the tag extra. So if they hit that late or they hit that without realizing, and that's and that doesn't need to be advanced. In fact, can't be advanced. Mm. Um, so can be uh, triggered from HQ, from R and D, or if you install it. Yes. Probably doesn't see a lot of installing, but sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I. This is one of the things I like about Jinteki. They have two types of traps, and I think you pick something we discussed quite a lot yeah, early on. Yeah. Is is it a good idea to mix them? So, because I don't think so. I think you either are playing a deck that will advance agendas while they're on the field, that will stay advanced, yeah, across turns, or you are playing the type of um, deck that will try and get every advancement token onto a card during a single turn. So it plays lots of three twos and three ones. Yeah. Um, so if you're doing that and when you start advancing, you're going to finish advancing that turn and score it. Yeah. You don't really want June bugs because it becomes obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if you are advancing your agendas and leaving them down, having installed cards that are face down that you're not advancing ever makes it look far more like a trap. Yes. Yeah. So pick with whatever style your deck is going in and try and go with that. I mean, yeah. although a mix could work and could throw yeah, people if off. Yeah, you, if you want to make R&D or HQ feel spiky, so to feel dangerous to go into... Shocks then and snares a, do fantastic work. Yeah. Um, even if you're not necessarily then going to be advancing them. It's just whether you've got space for them. But then if you've got... Oh, sorry, installing yeah. them. Yeah. But the nice thing about some of them is that they can fire from HQ. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, another, so we've got Project Junebug, Snare, Ronin. Yeah. Ronin is is a key component of both of the decks that we've been playing. Well, you've been playing a couple Jinteki decks, actually, Joe. But they've all got Ronin. They've all got Ronin. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so all three of the decks we've been playing have all had um, Ronin as a key component. Ronin's quite an unusual card um, yeah I think in the closest thing I can think of to the way it operates is the uh, Wayland contract killer introduced in blood money yes um, but he's kind of like a cheap not quite so good version but, but he's easier but to he has, use. he has additional yeah. utility as well yeah because he can sh- he doesn't just target the player he can shoot out connections yes yeah uh, whereas the Ronin is, is three straight net damage but you have to advance the card four times and then spend a click and trash it to score that yes. uh, to score that. so it's a five advance or five click card six click if you include installing it I suppose yeah so six, six clicks for three net damage yeah is that is that efficient 
It is if it kills them. Well, yes. <laughs> now that's the thing. It's six six clicks. So, mm. and if you if you've not got any way of getting additional tokens onto the card, you are talking six clicks and four credits. Yeah. If you run a click at what credit and a half on average. Yeah. Say it's quite expensive money wise, it is, but if it wins you the game, then it's worth then it. Then it doesn't matter, yeah. yeah. And the proliferation of advanceable traps within Jinteki means that people can be it's you can more leave it unprotected, to survive, yeah. Yeah, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll regale you with some stories of what happened to my brain when I first started playing Jinteki. Uh, <laughs> when we get to the uh, we get to the archetypes uh, section now, um, those cards are. Still good now. Yes, they are. Um, along with uh, Nisei Mark II, which is a core agenda. Oh, so good. It is. It's a 3-1? No, it's a 4-2. It's a 4-2. Cool. If it's a 3-1, it'd be even better. Uh, it'd be broken. Yeah, no, you're right. It's a 4-2. Um, and it ha- you get a counter when you score it. You can mm. pay that counter to immediately end the run. Yeah. So that's so good. Yeah. Although you have to remember that you've scored it. And there's a counter on it. And there's a counter on it. And your timing's during a run to trigger it at the right time. Yes. Which is generally just before the run becomes successful. Yeah. They get they get their successful run. They're about to access the agenda that you don't want them to take. And then you bang and you kick them back out. And yeah. they spend all their resources getting into the server. Yes. Maybe lost some cards, taken some damage. Um, and then they're, they're booted straight back out. Um very, oh, I, I love that card. I don't use, I don't actually use that in my deck I've made because it's too slow. It's in my deck that I'm going to start using soon for yeah. Jinteki that is um, actually trying to score, isn't trying to kill. Oh, I know. Disgraceful behaviour. Um, that is one thing that, because the ice is porous, Jinteki can suffer a little bit actually trying to score the points to, to win the game that way. I think that's becoming less and less of a problem due to... Um, it's becoming less of a problem now because there are more and more neutral ice that can stop yeah, the runner getting Yeah, in. so you're importing ice from elsewhere. Um, and there are a couple of really good ice for cheap that you can for like an influence point each yeah some of the mythic ice could be uh um, to score out behind the grail ice is very yeah yeah um very popular in thing in certain builds um wrap around for an influence it's yeah. fantastic um i'm i'm actually starting to pull in a hb ice that doesn't see much play yeah because it's got really good synergy with what I'm trying to do. Which ice is that? Rotor turret. Okay. Four for zero strength. Yeah, it's a zero strength centric. It's from the core set. It is from the core set. Um, and it's a card I've looked at and discounted many a time. Every HB deck I've built looks at it and goes, it's crap. Yeah. So what does it make it fit in with your Jinteki ideas? Um, it ends the run. Yep. Which is nice. And it trashes a program. Yes, and that is the that is what I'm going to be um, aiming towards. It's four to res and zero strength, 
So it is not a good defensive ice unless they don't have a way to get through sentries. Yes. If they don't, it's amazing. Yeah. But if they just do, a nice early game ice before they've set up, but they're they're face checking and they're it, trying to work. Yeah. Whereas the deck on. I'm planning, it's going to be both an early game and a late game ice. Okay. How's it going to work in the late game then? If they've got um, a sentry breaker that could normally break it for well, like then, a credit, then the plan is that they don't have sentry breakers anymore. Okay. It takes them away. The entire deck will be removing their sentries. So I have scoured scoured the archives <laughs> of Netrunner for sentries that end the run because they don't do it very often. Okay. But there's like three. <laughs> okay, cool. And they're gonna and it, it's so you can have lots of sentries that end the run and then cards in your hand to get rid of their sentry breaker, which then lets them run into the other things and lose the rest of their rig. No, it's quite hard to to kill sentries with uh, to kill any breakers with operations. Yeah. So I'm using ice to kill them. Okay. With things that let me use things on ice. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. We'll come to it. We'll come yes, to we it will. later. Um, <laughs> excellent. Right. So let, let's just go through some of the. We've talked about quite a few of these already. Actually, we have. Um, we're talking sort of the key cards, the key cards that define the faction, or at least at this point in time. Yeah. Because this is the thing with Netrunner. In a year, we might look back at this and go, ah, oh, we were so naive. We didn't <laughs> see this coming and that coming. And what about that thing from this, that neutral card from Terminal Directive that completely changed the meta? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so at the moment. I can't wait for that one. It's going to be my favourite. Yeah, okay. For anyone that doesn't know, you, you flip it over, it costs zero. It says if the opponent's playing wizard, punch him in the face, you win the game. Um, this wizard's dead. Yes. Yeah, he got shot. I saw it. It's exactly. not a card. Um, it, it also, there's also a runner version that does the same for CTM. <laughs> um, yeah, so we have, um, we talked about some of the, the traps yep. being quite good. Uh, we talked about Fetal AI and Future Perfect that are agendas that protect themselves. Uh, some of the other agendas that, that I quite like, um, that I feel you'll see a lot of if you're playing as or against Jinteki, mm-hmm. um, House of Knives is one of them. Ooh, it's good. I like House of Knives. That's kind um, of the deck. Yes. Um, very, very good. Uh, it's a 3-1. Yep. that gets three tokens when it's scored. Yes. Each token, you can only use it once per run. And only during a run. And only during a run. But when the uh, when the runner runs at you, you can then spend a counter from House of Knives and immediately do a net damage. And it is so Jinteki, it's like immediately aggressive. Well, you can trigger it at any point during the run. Yes. So if they're kind of going three cards, I can I can get through this, I can just take the damage... And they go, ha 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 ha, that's fine. And then right at the end of the run, or right at the beginning of the run, or just halfway through to annoy them, just before they get to that unrest card, yes. the unrest ice. Um, or if they're going, cool, I will draw, I'll make sure I've got six cards and run that three times advanced card, because if it's a June bug, I can survive. Ping, you've got five, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. And straight back into horrible decisions. Yes. And what's also brilliant is I had against you the other day, Joe, I had I, I scored two of them very early on. Yes. And then was able to snipe two cards out of your hand. Once I pointed out you could use both. Yeah, because yeah. we had to look it up because I was yeah. like, can I do this? Yeah, you well, can. Well, because it says this ability can only be used during a run and only once per run. Yeah. 
It's the, it's the fact that the ability is separate because it's in two different places. Yes. Yeah. You can't spend that, two that's, count. That's not, what I needed to check. Yeah, yeah. No two no, no two counters from the same card. But if you've got two scores, you can spend a counter from each. Yes. Um, I, it's it's really good because yeah. it's just like um, the Nisei Mark II. You can stop them doing things that they thought they could do. Yes. Uh, one another agenda I'm looking forward to is Okabata Protocol. Feel the confidence in my voice. What what Okabata? No. Obakata? Obakata. Oh, nearly. So close but seeming so stupid. Yes. Uh, um, Obakata Protocol, uh, which is a is that a 5-3? It is a 5-3. 5-3 that has an additional cost to steal of 4 net damage. So, yes, as an additional cost to steal Obakata Protocol, the runner must suffer 4 net damage. So the runner can opt to not pay this cost. Yeah. So it's not quite as horrible in a I'm trying to kill you deck as Fetal AI. Yeah. But at the same time, it kind of is. Yes. Because if you've got three of those and you install them and you have horrible things like Genetics Pavilion that says you can only draw two cards in your turn and Chairman Hero that says the runner's got two less hand size and yeah. maybe you're enforcing some curfews at the same time Yeah, and basically just going you can't get enough cards to Steal take it. it without dying Yeah, so it's going to sit there looking at you Yeah, and they can't even do it with three cards in hands to win the game because it's a cost to steal that they have to pay before they get the points Yes, so it's really really good um, yeah. We're and both it, excited for this. Yes, yeah. And um, being able to... They go, all right, I will make sure I've got enough cards. Now I will House of Knives you on the way in. What <laughs> um, are the key cards I find? Um, well, they, I think you might disagree with me, oh. Joe, is a card I really like, which is Neurally MP. Yes. It's a core card. Costs two uh, to play, and it does one net damage immediately. Yeah. They go, oh, yes, I will, I will. I've got five cards in hand. I'm going to run in there. I'm going to steal that. I'll take my four net damage. Oh, you've house knives me. Cool. If they're not drawing back up immediately, yeah. if they've had to build up to that because of the other damage you've done them elsewhere, it's very easy to finish people off with neural EMPs. I've got a few kills with them recently See, where I've managed to get them to, to zero cards. Yeah. And that's normally, that's not your kill. And then you just chuck one of those down, spend your two, and you're done. So, you know, it's interesting because we, we figured out uh, an average cost for of 12 for 3 damage, maybe, for a Ronin. Yeah. You're taking clicks at being about 1.5. Yeah. So this is 3.5 for 1. Yeah. It's a bit cheaper. Potentially. But yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, you don't like it. I, I really like, like it. It's won me several games recently, so I'm yeah, quite happy with it. I, I'm not really sure what it is. I just... Might be the fact that I've not gotten kills off it. Um, yeah, yeah. But I'm not not the biggest fan of the card. No, no, it's it doesn't. Fine. It's not something that makes it into my decks over other things. I'd rather have a Ronin or something, for example. Yeah, I just have both. It's fine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like Neuralia. Yes, but your mileage may vary. <laughs> uh, if you've got a three advanced Ronin that you can advance trash and then EMP you've got four damage out 
which is cool. Yes. Um, and then you do some other things on top of that we'll come yeah. to when we discuss yeah. your deck. That's so if you're actively looking to kill, it can expand that kill range of it, how it, many cards have you got? You ask that question. It opens that window a little bit further. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, that's what I. Uh, that's what I quite like about it. Um, a card that I really like that again is a direct damage card. But it's mm-hmm. a really strange direct damage card. Um, and I, again, I, a lot of. A lot of um, the cards in Jinteki feel quite, to me at least, maybe it's because I, I'm less experienced, but they feel quite unique. Um, the, the agenda, Philotic Entanglement. Yes. Now, Philotic Entanglement is a 3-2 agenda. It's a one-off. You can only have one in your in your deck. For good reason. For good reason. Because when it is scored, you do a net damage for each agenda in the runner's score area. So if the runner, quite a lot of Jinteki decks will run lots of small point agendas. If you play something like PE, where your ability is firing every time an agenda is scored or stolen, you want to use that ability more often, so you'll have more smaller point yes. agendas. And you can afford to give a few of those away, Yeah. Uh, especially if you don't have any threes in your deck, because the point where you need to go, oh, actually, they could win next go, is five, not four. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you could do... I, I think I did six net damage against uh, someone down the pub with yeah. this the other day. That's including your one from the ability. Yeah. One, plus one, yeah. They had uh, five one-point agendas. <laughs> oh, they had four one-point agendas and the current that counts as an agenda. Ah, uh, free and through point. a product. Yes. Yes. Because uh, it's added to your score area as an agenda. Yes, that's actually yeah. what I was going to bring up with this. <laughs> because you can get to before they've won the game by scoring agendas yeah I believe the highest you can get would be to be dealing out of PE yeah 16 net damage from scoring that go on then <laughs> so three Project Kusanagi because they are zero points yeah three Shaikyu which are minus... Oh, no, even more. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, 18. 18. Okay. Three shy <clears throat> It's a trap. When the runner accesses it, you may pay X. So you pay as much as you want. Yeah. The runner can either take that amount in net damage or add it to their score area as an agenda worth minus one. Yeah. So you could put them... They could have six agendas in hand at all and be at minus three points. At this yeah, point. yeah, cool. So then you uh, then you pour in some news teams from MBN, which give them tags, or they put it in their thing, and they might opt to. So that puts you at minus six. Uh, no, still uh, no. no uh, is it minus? Oh, it might be minus. Yeah, so it does put minus six. I mean, you might even be able to hit twenty one at this point. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, you must take two two tags or add news team to your score area cool. agenda worth minus one point. So we're currently dealing nine damage and they've got minus six points. Yes, <laughs> that's a bit of a kick in the teeth when you're losing that badly. Yeah, you can then add in three house of knives that they could score. That's fine because yeah. that like puts you up to minus three with, and you just carry on like that. Yeah, Basically, so it's a ridiculous you go six sum. three zero. So as long as you've got. Enough. Yeah, there's more than four one-point agendas in the game, so that's yeah. um, horrible. 
six, twelve, twelve on top of that. Yeah. yeah. So you're doing like eighteen. Even if you don't put the news team in, you just use Jinteki and neutral cards. There are yes. still a lot of horrible ways you can do that. Yeah. Not going to happen often. It's a, no. And if they only... steal that out of R and D, then that plan is gone because <laughs> there's only one of them. Now, Philotic isn't something that's completely unstoppable because you've still got to play it out and score it. Yeah. But you've only are, got one. Yeah, you've only got one, so you've got to find it. And it can get. I've had it stolen in the first turn before. So yeah, and there's other ways of countering it as well. Uh, well, there are ways to reduce the number of agendas in your score area. Yeah, for example, um, you can use uh, the shaper card, artist colony. Yep. That allows you to sacrifice an agenda from your score area. Yeah. Or forfeit an agenda. That's the correct terminology, and shoot around any card from your deck yes so if you go like if I'm ever playing a shaper deck that has those in them fucking love news teams love yeah. shy cues because they're just easy ways to get my cards yeah um, if you're criminal you include a uh, probably just like maybe a one off of data dealer yeah which does the same thing you pay a click as well I believe forfeit yeah. the agenda and gain nine credits yeah and so if you've, uh, if you've got a few connections in there you can get them out with a hostage yeah, so things like that work nicely. There are ways around it. It's not just like, oh my god, amazing. Yeah. But it's it's a re- it's a nice way to finish off a game sometimes. Yeah, I shall score my points and kill you. Yeah. Ideally, you'd want to have five points and then win with agenda points and kill and them the at the kill same time. For bragging rights and some kind probably of... Probably demand a beer or out of them or something. Yeah, just do a sexy victory dance. On the table with your cock out. If that's if that's that, that it's your speciality, Brian. It is because <laughs> I am a sexy cat, as noted in previous podcasts. Um, yeah. So, any other cards you think are kind of key Jinteki cards? Kind of cards you could build your deck around, or that you see in lots and lots of different yes. uh, decks. I think Mushin Notion is a key card. Yes. Um, that is what I built my current Jinteki deck yes. around. Um, that I plan on using in future because yes. I think it's a very good card. Yeah, so it's a, a double click. Yep. Uh, so it costs two clicks to play. And any credits? No, it's free. zero credits. Cool. It allows you to then make a new server. Yes. You install an asset or an agenda with three advancement tokens on it already then you can't score it until next turn oh, no. and suddenly the game becomes a case of your opponent needing to guess what that is is that a ronin that i'm gonna kill you with next turn is it a project june bug that's gonna do you six net damage or is it an agenda that yeah. i will advance to uh advance you know maybe even to score to win the game I really like Mushin Notion. It's a good card. Um, and as we'll mention later, we got some pretty copies of it as well. Yes, we did at the GNK. So so pretty. Because the, the original artwork isn't very nice, but I do like the new ones. It's, it's not bad. It's just not inspiring. No, no. Um, and it is such a good card. It deserves a very pretty uh, pretty picture. I would agree. Um, yes, I really like that. I, I'm a big fan of uh, Mushin. Um Okay, so let's have a just, just having to think if there's anything else that's particularly. Uh, they've got some of the unique cards. Yeah. 
um, medical breakthrough as an agenda is a is a unique yes, thing. Yeah, um, this is on my list of uh, of cards that maybe not key and you'll see in every um, in every deck, but are it's a really interesting card. Mm. Uh, it's a four two, and and when one has been scored. The next medical breakthrough costs one less advancement to score. So your second one is three. Your third one is two. Yes. The real kicker with this, because this is a nice sort of snowballing effect. Well, that, that's a, that, and that's a fairly unique snowballing effect. I don't yeah. know anything else that does that. No. But what it does on top of that is that that ability still activates when it's in the runner's score area. Yes. So if the runner steals one from you, you've suddenly got two three twos left in your deck. Yeah, God forbid they steal two. And then the next one, you so can install advance, advance. Two, two? Yeah, it's a two, two. Which is amazing. Yeah, there's no such thing. No. Um, in in the actual card pool, you you have this two, two. Yeah, they've got four of your points, but you can you can catch up that deficit very very quickly just by drawing the right card. Um, even and if you've scored two yourself, it, it's still oh, it's a two, just, two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're gonna fast advance Jinteki, I would expect to see that. Yes, definitely. Um, if you're gonna try to, to twist them into uh, into that, um, Trick of Light is a card I know you're not as keen on as I am. It needs a deck almost specifically built with it in mind. Yeah, can it, do. It, I mean, it it massively helps certain. Um, Certain builds, uh, certain identities. It helps Tenon Institute a ton. Um, but I don't think it has a place in every deck. No, no. One of the things I find, though, is... Because I, I like to play the traps. Yes. And I like the advanceable traps because they're more powerful. Yes. And you can end up with quite a few cards installed with advancement tokens on them that are just sitting there. Yeah, especially if the the runners manage to expose the card, so it knows. Yeah, if, yeah. If you if they've uh, if they've exposed one of your traps, so you've got a a four point a four advanced um, project June bugs out there, they're never going to run it. No. Um, but with a trick of light, it allows you to move agenda tokens from one card uh, advancement token, sorry, from one card to another. Yeah. So it then becomes like a little a little bank. Yeah, that sat there that you can start moving things That's around. Fairly safe because if they run it to get rid of it, they're going to get punched in the face. Yes, yeah. So if you again, it's a really good card if you're going to try to fast advance or if scoring quickly is maybe your plan B. Yeah, to include a couple of those. Another card I really like for a similar effect is Mind Game. Uh, very cheap. In fact, it costs nothing. Yeah, uh, Code Gate. Bit of ice, you pop it down. Uh, strength four. Which is nice. Yeah. It's a respectable level. Yes. It uh, has the one subroutine, which is a side game. And if you spend different amounts of money, uh, different number of credits, you the runner start. You move the runner so they're running on a different server. Starting at the outermost piece of ice? Yes, yeah. Which is great if you set up a horrible killy server. Yep. Or a trap. Yes, so you can pl- plonk them onto a trap... And then if they want to, to jack out, they have to take an installed card 
and put it on yeah. the bottom of their deck. Now, if they hit that really early, I don't. I doubt you'd ever get someone who hasn't got anything installed. Nine, even if it's just something minor, like a Temujin Contract, uh, a single breaker maybe, uh, another key piece that's mostly going to sit there unfussed. Yeah, but if they're... You can also get them to go, well, actually, no, I'll, I'll carry on. They might hit something nasty. Yeah. Uh, you can dump them into archives for three shock damage, for instance. Yeah, um, if you've got them in there. Yeah. Uh, you can also... If they, you know that they're unsure of whether or not they should be running on a certain card, yeah, because it might be an agenda, it might not, and they've not figured it out yet, direct yeah. them to that. Yeah. Because they will then believe it's a trap. Yes. And then next turn, you can score it. Happily. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's it's irritated me plenty of times playing against yes. you. Yeah. Um, it is a very good card. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. Uh, I really, really like that uh, card because it gets like trickle. It lets you get a use out of something that otherwise might just be sat there stale yeah. um, and not um, anything. I think there's one other card that needs a mention because of how popular it is. Yeah. Um, and then I think there's also one other card that you're wanting to mention. Cool. Uh, the one that's really popular then is Caprice. Yep. Um, when you... Uh, when a run is successful, I believe, on a server that has Caprice installed. Yep. So she's an upgrade, isn't she? She is an upgrade. She's a sysop. Yeah. Um, when when a run is successful, you make a side game. If you spend a different number of credits, the run ends. Yep. So that's a very nice way of protecting agendas. Yeah. And it also... It's very similar to Ash from HB. Yeah. But... Ash means they can only access Ash. So you can trash it and just go in again. Yeah, you can't trash Nisa until you win a side game. Yeah, you have her. to get through her side game. So everything in that server is safe. Yeah. Which I think is really good. Um, she only has a very small trash cost of one. But again, she's safe because you need to get in there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she, she, it's, a, it's a solid server defence card um, that you can combine with other things to make it slightly nastier but yeah it's it's good yes it's very very good uh, card uh, the other big upgrade for Jinteki is Marcus Batty yes a favourite of both of ours yeah I, I've imported him into especially into my HB deck that was looking to brain damage you yep um, he you res him you trash him and you play a side game again yep if you spend different amounts, so essentially if the the, uh, the corp wins the side game, yeah. uh, you get to pick a routine, subroutine on any bit of ice on, that, on server. that server, and it goes off. Straight away. Yeah, so I was using him to trigger the easily click-through brain damage abilities of HB Biotic Ice. Yeah. But you can do extra well, extra I, uh, net damage. My, my deck is using him to trigger trash subroutine pro trash program subroutines yes so you trash their sentry breaker yeah when they come to your sentry if it's a rotor turret it then gets to trash another program because they can't break it anymore yeah. and it ends the run yes um so yeah it, it's tasty it sounds, sounds jank-tastic it's, it is <laughs> <laughs> um 
But I, I quite like the idea of stuff like that. Yeah. It'd be boring if we were all playing the top three decks that are the three decks that work against the other top three decks on the other side. Yeah. Um, I, I quite like the variety uh, that's there. Um, yeah, I think that's... Um, we haven't talked too much about about their ice. No. Um, they have a couple of ice that I think are, again, maybe splashed for elsewhere. Yeah. Um, and quite good uh, because of their, not because of necessarily their basic effects and their subroutines, but their special abilities. So you have Lotus Field. Which is only getting better right now. Yes. Uh, you can't lower the strength of a Lotus Field. So the current uh, Cypher Parasite reduce you to zero, trash your ice. Or even even just uh, reducing to zero, because that, that console is rampant now. Yes, yeah. Making it easy to break for various... For any breaker, really. Breakers, um, yeah. Is really good. Yes, really, really good. Uh, it just ends the run. Yeah. Um, and you also have uh, Swordsman. Uh, swordsman cannot be uh, broken using an AI. Yeah. So you can't break it using an, an AI program, and it will trash an AI program if it's uh, encountered, uh, and it will then do a net damage. It won't stop the run. No, but it does potentially remove, especially in in a meta where a lot of people are using things like Faust Eater. Or, yeah, Keyhole Eater is because you Always use it good. a lot, yeah. um, and therefore it's kind of like the bane of my net running at the moment. <laughs> uh, so a couple swordsmen on. Uh, on R&D will stop that yes uh, quite nicely but um, it won't stop it but it will massively well it might actually trash your eater and therefore it's stopped yeah, uh, yeah it's that's gone it. away completely um, and that's uh, trashing programs is really powerful yes it is really powerful because um, you get to pick yeah and you know what programs they need because you know what ice is coming up yeah they might not yeah. So yeah, that that's fantastic. Um, a lot of their other ice, it's it's a weird one faction wise because, hate say HB and Wayland, most of the ice do the same kind of things. Yeah, it's just variations on numbers and routines and stuff. Whereas, Jinteki's ice is weird and wonderful. A lot of it does net damage. Yeah, there's a lot of side games for things like drawing cards and stuff like that. Um, but again, a lot of it's some of it benefits the runner. Harvester, it has two routines, and both of them are the runner draws three cards, then discards to maximum hand size. The runner yeah. draws three cards, discards to maximum hand size. For some runners, in some positions, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but for some runners, if they're not running a levy, you may have just taken six yeah. cards or out of their Or if they've got a really nice hand thing. already, they've got to make some hard choices. Yeah. Um, Ike, as well, is really cheap. Um if you score a different number, the runner draws two cards, and then you do two net damage. Yeah. So, if you win the side game, you can't kill them with it because they've drawn the cards that will. But you are trashing cards, and so there's yeah. a, there's a lot of variation in there, and it's one of the factions that unfortunately you're more going to have to just sit and read through and figure out what ice works yeah. best for you. Where. Yeah. It is a tricks and ruses faction. Yes, they do have some. Solid end the run ice, but you pay for it. Yeah, things like uh, Wall of Thorns. Yeah, do two net damage end the run. It's nasty, but yeah. it costs you eight. Yeah, it's expensive. Uh, you've then got Chiashi, one of the newer ones. Yep. Same thing. More net damage. Still ends the run, costs you 12. 
Yeah, and you're in a faction that doesn't make a lot of money. Yes. And that's one of the things is that that 12 may as well be 20 for most of the games I've played. Yeah. Yeah, apart from the uh, RP deck, because that makes all the Oh, money. yeah. Yeah, they do have some ways of uh, making <laughs> they, money. They do. So, moving away then from the, uh, the most valuable cards onto the different kinds of archetypes um, uh, we talked a little bit about um, the fact I've been playing Jinteki yep. uh, I've been playing um, <coughs> excuse me I've been playing Personal Evolution yeah. Um, and I have been playing a deck that you found for me I did uh, on Netrunner D- uh, DB uh, which is the show of force equals three more Ronin uh, deck by I hope I pronounced this right uh, FET23 on Netrunner Database thank you very much I've had a great time playing that, yeah. that deck uh, and this deck works around putting out using Mushin Notion it's got lots of ways to bring that back into your hand or to get it back, shuffled back into, mm-hmm. uh, into R&D uh, putting out lots and lots of advanced cards that your opponent then has to decide whether or not they are a trap and it runs a lot of traps yeah um it has project june bugs it has cerebral overwriters as well which do brain damage which is a hb card yeah it's a hb card that they've uh, that they've splashed in um or whether they think it's an agenda and we've got three fetals in there so you can still do some damage with your agendas if it's a ronin then i'm two clicks off being able to do um three points of damage to yep. you and show a force it's a great card. It's a 4-2. It's quite recent, isn't it? Show it is a new uh, last cycle. Um, Towards the end. Yeah. Uh, agenda 4-2, neutral agenda. When it's scored, you do two points of meat damage. Yeah. Which you then add in the um, the personal evolution damage of one net damage because yep. you scored an agenda. So then it becomes a three damage card. Yeah. And it's quite nice to include that, actually, because it... Um, diversifies your damage output yeah so if they they load up on that damage you might be able to sneak out some uh, cheeky meat damage and yeah. uh, and confuse them and again it's a really directly aggressive card it is one of the few quite often in that runner you're waiting for the runner to do something so you can get them you can spring your trap well i'd argue most of netrunner is waiting for the right window yeah whether it's to run on a server whether yeah. it's to advance an agenda and anything like that it's all about identifying windows of opportunity yeah and this I, I've won a game opponent had five hand, cards in hand I'd mooshined a Ronin yep much much earlier in the game they decided it was a trap and it was left there I'd then mooshined out a show of force and I clicked advanced my show of force and scored it clicked advanced my Ronin Flipped over my Ronin, clicked and trashed it, and I did six points of damage in total yeah. and killed them from a start, like a full hand yeah. um, of five cards. Um, really fun. I do feel like a bit of a bastard when I do that because that's kind of like I've decided that the game is over. You're you're <laughs> dead. Because um, again, that runner doesn't normally have that ability to be so directly aggressive as the corp. Well. Now you well you say that I think that's that's changing. I think we are more and more and yeah. more moving into directly aggressive tactics yeah. as things you know. But yeah, the, the escalation that has occurred during yeah, the game. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. I, th- I think it's I think it's a thing that's that's coming in, and I quite like it. Yeah, 
But you're looking at maybe the the really effective kill decks now are sort of power shutdown railgun type decks yeah. from it through MBN, um, which they make my brain hurt, and I go slightly cross-eyed uh, when I think about them. Uh, but they require getting these pieces in the right place and this yeah. many credits, and then you go, ha ha, I've won. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas this is much more there's many different ways to directly assault the uh, the runner yes um, it was very weird playing Jinteki to start with and this might be something that people um, need to bear in mind because I didn't have a lot of strong ice and I couldn't protect everything mm-hmm. and as someone who kind of grew up in Netrunner playing Wayland I'm used to going and here is my end the run and here is my end the run and here is my other end the run look at all of it yes. all of it is all, end the run everything is ended there is no <laughs> running here yeah. um, whereas this was going well I'll, I'll poke them a bit and I'll jab them and I'll move them to a different server but I'm not really stopping them yeah. um, and the deck actually splashes for three pop-up windows um, <laughs> which I kind of looked at and went that's really odd um, but they just give you this little... You put them where you know they're going to run. There's two reasons for that in the deck. Yeah. One, that it's a little bit of income. It's the inc- the income I like. Two, it gets you to a required number of NBN cards to include one of the Alliance cards. Yes, which is... Uh, Salem's Hospitality? Yes. Uh, Salem's Hospitality, name a card, look, in their ha- uh, look at their... You, you name a... You name a card and the runner reveals their grip and you trash all copies of their, that card yes. in their grip. Yeah. Why is that there, Joe? Because I didn't realise why it was there until I did it. <laughs> um, I would argue one of its big targets is uh, I've had worse. Yes. Because if you're doing lots of little bits of damage, I've had worse can be a real pain when yeah. you're playing um, against Anarchs because... You trash that one card, they draw three more, your kill is no longer on. Yeah, if you if you trash I've had worse through net or meat damage, um you the runner gets to draw three cards. Yeah. So it lets you I used it against someone yeah. playing playing some anarchs and I went I've had worse and it went away and then I went but 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 you're dead. Yes. Um so it's a nice sort of hard counter to that. It is. I mean, it's also quite useful you, if you're playing against like criminals. You might just straight away go damaging hmm, contract to maybe trash one. Yes, because there isn't any other um, stuff on there. You know, it works yeah. really, really nicely in. I can't remember if it's Harpsichord or Hashashandra Studios. Yeah. But one of them, when the runners from uh, NBM, when the runners tag, they play with their grip revealed. Yes. So you yeah. go, what well, you got? <laughs> Those ones, I'll play I'll, this. I'll, yeah, I'll name that, that card Because <laughs> I know you've got yeah. them there. Uh, yeah. Account Siphon can be quite a nice one to, yeah, to name. Yeah, again, against criminals or some wizards. And one thing I'd like to do is to have a cheeky Mooshind Kronos protocol. Uh, it's one of the changes I made to the deck as it is on online. Yeah. I added Kronos protocols to it um, rather than they had a... Is it Giller Arcology? Gunnerhand's Arcology, I yeah, think, yeah. which lets you... You can click twice for three credits. Yeah. And I, I didn't bother with that. Um, bum. Yeah, I think we put in... We put in a celebrity gift. We did. Um, which I like as a card to go, here is what I've got. I shall have lots of money. Yeah. Uh, because I feel safe playing uh, Jinteki PE to reveal a hand that has both a trap... 
and yeah. an agenda in it. And then maybe installing one card, advancing it and going, right, you decide which one I'll just put in there. Yeah. You decide. Uh, which I quite like. I quite yeah. like that. Uh, but yeah, by being able to shoot a levy out of hand, for instance. Oh, yes. Um, so you name name levy. There it goes. Then you go, ha-ha, earlier I prepared this time warp um, <laughs> with my space-time travel buddies. Um, and uh, off you go. It's Marcus Batty. That's what he's doing. Travelling back in time. I, I would make a Back to the Future joke if I knew any. Yeah, yeah, you don't like Back I to the Future. Though. Uh, see last week's podcast for more of Joe's insightful film criticism <laughs> um, and the adventures of racist Brum in Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> um, yes, so yeah, that's. Um, I really, really enjoyed that deck because it lets me be hyper aggressive. Yeah, it lets me make ask the player opposite me on the table to make decisions mm-hmm. are they going to run that or are they going to let me score it potentially yeah. um, are they going to um, are they going to risk that ice early on knowing it's probably quite porous but it's going to take uh, it's going to give them damage yeah. um, it becomes very much a bluffing sort of mind game and I like that. That's something you that could, really appeals to me. You could also play a very, 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 very similar deck out of PU. Potential Unleashed, yeah. Um, where every time you deal net da- at least one net damage, so each instance of net damage, yeah. causes them to trash the top card of their stack. Yes. Uh, it has a bit less, less influence. It only has 12, not 15. Ooh, ooh cheeky. Um... And things like show of force become less good because it's doing meat damage, not net. Yeah, so you'd probably swap that for something else. But things like House of Knives, they run in and you go, ping, I do you a damage. And the top card goes. And the top card goes. So you you start to actually mill the runner, which is quite nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the look of that. I think I may try that next. next But I'm still really enjoying PE. Whereas I've been, since I gave up on Argus as a bad deal yeah. um, I've bounced around quite a lot I've played quite and this, a lot this has things. been somewhere you've settled yeah and I've stuck on this and all this is really fun um, yeah so another archetype that's available for Tijinteki is the prison archetype yeah now I've been playing this recently yeah I really like it yeah and I don't think it's as bad as Brian does oh. <laughs> now I'm gonna I'm gonna justify it with your reasoning for liking your deck. Okay, cool. You like your deck because you push them into decisions. Yeah. Now, the decisions you push them into, each one of them could break the game. Yeah. Every single one of them could end it. Yes. Yeah. Because it could be a huge June bug hit. It could be a ha. You've only got a hand size of two or three, one now because oh, yeah, if you yeah. hit an overwriter or yeah you do a big chunk of brain damage and then you just play your two neural AMP one after the other and kill them yeah so you're you're going for big flashy plays yeah now the prison deck try, is trying to kill the runner yeah but what it's doing is it's making the runner make lots of little decisions yeah turn after turn you can pretty much run every single card in that deck most of them aren't going to hurt you yeah maybe two or three if you don't get rid of the right ones in the right order, the deck will slowly crush you. Yeah. So the prison deck is is, is a type of sort of asset spam yes. deck. Um, wherein you have lots and lots of installed servers and then lots of cards that are 
like you say, maybe not nasty on their own, but combine together to sort of give the the runner almost like an unwinnable. Yeah, the the, the key the key components are bioethics association. If you can't ice this server, otherwise it doesn't work. Yeah, but at the beginning of your turn, you get to do one net damage to the opponent. Yeah, and so, they're not unique, so you can so have, you have three, three of those. Now, so that's pretty cool. Now, what's stopping me just running that and trashing it next turn in a prison You deck? also can have your hostile infrastructures. Okay. Um, five to res, five to trash. Pretty beefy card. Um, every time the runner trashes a corp card, they take a point of net damage. Yes. Which, again, aren't unique. Yeah. And if you trash a hostile infrastructure, it still does its net damage as it goes, no, mother, and dies. It explodes in your face. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that 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 protects them a bit. The other thing is the idea abilities that you've been using um, give protection. Yeah, the two main ones that run the prison are um, industrial genomics, which every face down card in archives adds one to the trash cost of the corp cards. Yes. So it might be one to res and two to trash a bioethics, but if I've got five face down cards. That's not seven to trash. That's ridiculous money. It is. But that you, hostile infrastructure becomes ten. Yeah. But you can just run into archives, look at all my things, and then it's back down to two. Yeah, but you'll obviously have put three shocks in there. And possibly some shikus just can. to go, ha, 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 yeah. have all this and stuff. And you'll also ice archives far earlier and far more, far yes. more in a far stronger way than you so would. So that on yeah. its own is, is part of the kill. Yeah. You have Ronins in there to do the same thing you did, just to... Quicken it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you also play things like Chairman Hero, who, as we talked, the new upstart. Yeah, yeah. Reducing the runner's hand size by two. I really hope he's named after Hero Protagonist from Snow Crash. Excellent. Just as a. Yay trivia. Yeah. Um, a bit, bit of literary knowledge coming <laughs> in there. But so that, that keeps them in a slightly more manageable kill situation. Yeah. You have Genetics Pavilion, like I mentioned earlier. Yep. The runner can only draw two cards during their turn. Yeah. So again, if you've got three bioethics out that they can't trash, they can't win. They're, they're, they're losing a card they're each lose, turn. Yeah, until they're dead. Um, unless they can find a way to trash the right cards. But yes. then they might take more damage. Because uh, of the hostiles. Yeah. And, it, and it just builds up this horrible thing. Um, it's like being in prison. You get stuck and you can't escape and it just kind of whittles you down. Yeah, there, there are things you can do. Um, like play wizard with Southset Slums. And yeah. laugh because it doesn't trigger hostiles and you get to remove from the game and it makes it very, very hard to win. Yeah, bitter experience for the yes. weekend, Joe. Um, still shot him, you know. Well, <laughs> stabbed him with a rolling. But yeah. it's, it's a very, very oppressive deck because if you don't know how to fight against it, you're not going to make the right choices early and it's going to get going and it's going to kill you. Yeah. <clears throat> I like um, what you've done with that is you've included dedication ceremonies for your Ronin. For my Ronin, yeah. Because that's uh, add three... Three counters for to, one credit. For one credit. Um, so you... And you get to install as you do it? Or is it... You've already got it installed no, uh, and, you, and on you, the board you somewhere. place three advancement tokens on a face-up card. Cool. So you res the Ronin. Yeah. Put the three on it. That's your first click. Yeah. Your second click is to advance it. Your second click is to fire it and win the game. Yes. Yeah. Um, I quite yeah. like that. I've, I've been tempted to maybe slip a couple of those in. Uh, it speeds up the Ronin really nicely. Yeah. And if you've got out 
chairman hero and a enforced curfew to drop their hand size by three. Yeah. Especially if you if you got the curfew out, most people sit there going, "Oh, hand size four, that's fine." Yeah. But if you if you res a hero at the end of their turn, they've got a discard down to two cards. Yes. A face down, untouched Ronin kills them. Yeah. And that's how I've won a lot of games recently. Yeah, yeah. It's got that that nastiness, um, that kind of that synergy of. Yeah. This little thing does this little ability. This one makes it worse, and then this one does it. But thing it's interesting it because it's a forty-nine card deck. Yeah. That runs six ice. Yeah. So, and like you say, how it being it being uninteractive because I don't think it is. I just think it requires very specific interactions. I like the fact that I haven't actually had to advance any of my arguments. You've remembered my arguments, yes. and then you're telling me why I'm wrong. Yeah. It's quite interesting because it feels like we're having a discussion, but it's all you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's much like you're playing against IG. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but this, this is it. I mean, you 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 well, have this. Yeah, I just felt that that playing against it, and this isn't a criticism of it as such, because the game has lots of different styles yeah. and different ways of playing, and we know that I have a I fa- We all as players, I think, favour certain styles and certain different things. Yeah, definitely. Um, I felt I knew exactly what I needed to do against you. But it was impossible because there was just no way of generating enough credits to trash all of the things. Yeah. So I felt from like the third turn onwards, I'm like, right, I'm going to die horribly here. Yeah. Uh, but there's ways around it. I have beaten that deck. Yes. Um, by ignoring everything you were doing um, and just piling up a load of mediums and running into R&D and shouting a lot. That's a very good way of doing it. Um, the, the other way is to um, repeatedly kill any draw. The, yeah, the, yeah, that was the other the thing. thing. Going yeah. for because it will import things like Sensi, um, two Sensi's, two Jacksons usually, yeah. and uses them to draw. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, it's it's a very good archetype. Yeah, yeah. Um, in tournament settings, I've lost a game with it. Yes. Across the store championships and the the key one kit. Yeah. And I really like it. Now, what I think of as a an almost an evolution of that. Is which it isn't because I think they came out in different orders, but the replicating perfection ID, yes, where runners can't initiate a run on a remote server unless they have already initiated a run on a central server, yeah, becomes really good because rather than using horrible amounts of potential damage to keep them off servers, you use the fact that they've got to spend a click running a central, which yeah, means they've got to hit a piece of ice. And because you're using more assets, um, and the way it works, it's got turtlebacks in there. So every time you make a server, it goes, ha, 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 I get a credit. Yeah. And, and they're not you, unique. So they're not you unique, so you have, have three. three of those. So I, yeah. I, I make a new server, I get three credits. Yeah. That server's a sundew. You can't spend your first click running that, so I get two credits, and they're not unique. And it it just got it gets to the point where it stacks up tons of money. Yeah, and it also has... What card is it you're using that gives you money to res cards? It uh, uses the Mumbad Temple, so I don't spend the money to res the cards. Yeah, because at one point you you sat there and, and you had 37 credits. Yeah. I remember that number because <laughs> I, I remember going, how many credits have you got? Uh, 37. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. And then I hit a piece of ice and you spent no money to res a six credit piece of ice <laughs> that then punched me in the face yeah, yeah. and you still had... Yeah, and I was like, is this just redundancy? Is this... 
Kind of. But if you get them in the cards in a certain order, you'll get those earlier. Yeah. And it helps you get to that point yes. later. So well, yeah, yeah. you also import from Wayland the Mumbad City Hall, which yeah. lets you find those cards and tutor them out of your deck. You had uh, um, it had IT. Is it in turns? Uh, no tech startup. Tech startup. That's the one. So you can essentially have staff by interns, though. Yeah, Just... yeah. But there is a, there is a lot of way that that deck is again. It's it's not my own creation. It's something I found online and have changed a couple of bits on. Yes. Yeah. But it's a beautiful synergy of cards, and I that's one of the things I like in this game. I love how fantastically synergistic certain decks can be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think I only think that's probably better than IG yeah if you have an infinite time to play your games in yeah because I think it's harder to break through that deck because of the money it uses more and better ice uses things like Chiashi that's cost 12 yeah and Hammers Runners just because it's and it's got like three data trackers in which are expensive um to res three Bits of the two two most expensive bits of ice in that deck, yeah, is more than it costs to res and play every single card in the IG deck. Nice (laughs) for the the scope of variance. Yeah, Um, yeah. Like for example, IG plays Breaker Break Grids to reduce the res cost by five, so you get your hostiles out for free. Yeah. Um, PU doesn't bother because it's just raking in money. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Yeah. Um. But it's slow, so yeah. I wouldn't take it to a tournament because I don't think it's quick enough. It yeah. might be me that's not doing the yeah. things in the right order. But you do have it's what seventy and uh, sixty-five or seventy minutes to play two rounds yes. of Netrunner, so it becomes tricky in a tournament. Yeah, so, so I think why, got... I think part of why people underestimate Glacier because if you're going to sit and play a game for an hour and just play one round, yeah. it can be really, really good. But if you're trying to actually win a game, win two games, well, it can be slow. I think that's part of it. I think the other part of it is that there are so many cards that punish Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, um, but I, I enjoy a nice glacier. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and some of the key runner archetypes are currently hosed by Glacier. Yeah, but because it's not a popular archetype, it's fine to have that as your weak matchup because it's weak to most of the other things. Yeah, it's a kind of whole. It's like rock paper scissors, but it's like modem, power surge. Ha- I don't know. No, it's like I'm trying to make it into a cyberpunk <laughs> version. Um, you've got machine gun, uh, subdermal implants, and then. Um, Kevlar knives that can uh, slice through armor. No, I'm going too far again, aren't I? Kevlar knives? Not Kevlar. Um, <laughs> mo- uh, what I meant to say was um, <laughs> mono- monofilament knives yep. that can slice through Kevlar, but then I said Kevlar knives and that can slice through monofilaments, and I got, I got <laughs> lost. But this is why all my writing I get to edit, so I don't yeah, have yeah. It could be shit first time, and then I can make it better. Um, and for your amusement at home, this is why I leave these things in. Um, <laughs> um, the other, the other thing that you can do a bit of fast advancing with um, with Jinteki. Yes, you can. Uh, people playing sort of Palana foods. Uh, yes, one uh, generally referred to as food coats. Yep. For reasons I'm not sure. Is that is it food coats to do with global food? I believe so. Yeah, so you could do uh, you could do various things. There's um, Harmony Med Medtech, 
Oh, God, yeah. But you only need six points to win the game, either <coughs> yep. side. That'll be quicker. <laughs> it will be. It will be much quicker. Um, I've played one of those uh, at all. Was it the Sheffield one? Yeah. 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 I think it was that. Yeah, it confused me because my bath was all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, Palata food seems quite interesting. I really like uh, the look of, um, but I haven't actually managed to use yet. Oh, where's it gone? Oh, the... um, Is this the magic one that flips? Yes. I like flip IDs. This one confuses Um, me. Jinteki Biotech Life Imagined. Uh, There are three different reverse sides to it, and you get to decide... Uh, before you take your first turn, so you get to see who you're playing. And, and then you uh, pick which one you want. It uh, costs you three clicks to flip the identity. Yeah. Uh, one choice is the brewery, do two net damage, which seems to be the most common. Yep, even though it seems like a massive waste. A little bit, yeah. The the tank, when you flip this identity, shuffle archives into R&D. Pretty cool. Uh, and the greenhouse, when you flip this identity, place four advancement tokens on a card that can be advanced. Which, to me, feels like the better one. The card has to be there. Yeah. Because it's a triple thing. But, yeah, you can score a four-point agenda from flat. Uh, it's, it's not a triple thing if you include biotic labour. Yeah, you'd probably want to take biotic labour yeah. in that. What's quite interesting is you could build a deck that's always going to be the brewery or a deck that's always going to be the tank. Yeah. Or you could build a deck that lets you look at what your opponent's and doing go, and pick oh, one of the three. Yeah. Um, a bit like when you build a, build an Adam deck with his directives. Um, you could... You could literally, if you don't have any plans for anything using your ID, just go, cool, I am going to start the game, draw a card, flip over and do two damage. You pretty much get first turn, but you only have three cards to do it with. (laughs) Only if they haven't mulliganed. So you know that two of those cards are going to be good. If they mulligan, they might draw rubbish. They might have. Yeah. But then they've got... They think, oh, I'm definitely keeping this. This is amazing. Can't wait for my first turn. Boom. Yeah, two of those go away. Oh, crap. Yeah. Um, yeah, it could be fun. I, I like the look of it. I like it because it's different. Yes. Um, a little bit then, we're, we're kind of running out of time, but just a very quick, brief foray into into the idea, into the world of deck building. I just yep. thought we'd just say, what kind of things, if you're playing Jinteki, You've got lots of these different options, these different archetypes, these different ways of playing. What are you probably going to be spending your influence on? Um, <clears throat> if you're trying to kill people, yeah, and you're using advanceable things, yeah, cerebral overwriter, yeah, because it's so good. Yes, I've got that in my uh, in my deck. I have uh, landed some juicy brain damage. Global foods times. because it's good. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people... I mean, that's almost... Standard. Standard. Um, Jackson's, because they're standard. I mean, yeah. this is nothing exciting yeah, at this I mean, point. The, um, the idea for... Um, I mean, Global Food reduces your agenda density because yep. it's worth three to you and two to the runner. Yeah. Um, so if you're playing something where you're not wanting them to steal lots of little agendas, it can be good. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to use them as a way of closing out the game later if uh, if you uh, want because they're worth more to you I find uh, friends in high places 
is a card that I like in Jinteki. Yeah. Because they have a lot of things that people want to trash. Yes. And it's gen- generally just a very good card in this meta because it can let you bring ice back if that's been destroyed. Yes. Yeah. Friends so. in High Places is a great card. For, for one influence as well. Yeah. I've been using a lot of archive memories to return yes, yes, trash traps to my hand yep. um, or to return neural AMPs to my hand yep. or to return Mushin most often yes. back to my hand. I had a a game against, I think it was against you, where I'd played like f- seven Mushins yeah, in the game yeah. because I just kept bringing them back using uh, various forms of recursion. Yeah, that was, that was frustrating. Yeah, good. good. Um, <laughs> um, but you're probably going to be looking for draw. And you're probably going to be looking for economy cards, I would have thought. I think there's enough economy in neutrals to yeah, provide. Yeah, yeah. For your influence, you might want some good end-the-run ice yeah. if you want to be scoring. Yeah, yeah. Um, you might want to... I don't know. All of mine end up being... Friends, Jacksons, uh, Global Foods, and a couple of other things, depending. Yeah. I think Arc Lockdowns are really nice cards of import from HB into Jinteki. Yes, yeah. Because you're doing a lot of damage, you put a lot of things in the trash, and so... Yeah, that's part of the reason, similar idea, it's why I took Kronos Protocols yes. in my PE deck, because timing those to get rid of they've played a couple of count ciphers yeah. then they've played down their same old things and you're thinking right you're going to do that again no you're not it's gone away uh, this is uh, why I've got a Kronos Protocol and two Arc Lockdowns in my yeah. shooty things deck yes um, yeah, yeah but I mean, yeah. if you can snipe out their sentry breaker and then you remove and then Kronos the Protocol it out or Arc Lockdown it out it goes away then they can't get into that yeah. surfer anymore and a lot of people are really liking the Anarch breakers that play out of Trash. archives. Yeah, uh, not archives. Um, heap, heap. There we go. Big old heap. Uh, don't keep that. That's racist. Um, yeah, they're liking those uh, yeah. because it allows you to overdraw to find the cards you need. You then put them in uh, in your heap, mm-hmm. and they come out when you need them. It's kind of like they're on standby. Yeah, and being able to get rid of all of their paper clips might leave some people unable to break a barrier. Yep. In the way the game is currently played. <coughs> and that's kind of exactly the plan. Um, and then Swordsman's just in case they've got AIs. And you're, you're there. Yeah. Um, Good. Yeah. I love a Swordsman. That, this, this is my... This and is a the, Lotus Field. As we said that an yes. hour ago. This is what I'm going to be throwing at you in the pub soon. Cool. Nice. Okay, so that, will, that concludes our thoughts on Jinteki. If you have been playing Jinteki... Maybe have a different way of playing Jinteki or an interesting deck that you've been playing. Let or, us know. Or that we were horribly wrong about if you, something. Yeah, if you think we've got something wrong, if there's cards we've discounted that you think are great or cards that we have counted that you think are rubbish, let us know. Yeah. Because we're going to be doing this as a monthly thing. Uh, next month, we're going to move on to a runner. So we're going to bounce back and forth. Yeah. Uh, and we'll be putting up a poll on our Facebook page. We will. Uh, for exciting to vote. technology things yeah. so not only do you get to vote on which faction you think we should talk about first it'll also dictate what faction at least me and Joe are playing and probably Jamie and Aaron to a certain extent as well if they're able to join us Yeah, because we want to give you a full proper lowdown obviously not a comprehensive 
this is how you win tournaments with them. But as a beginner's guide and an intro uh, to those those factions, we need to know our shit first as well. Yeah. Uh, so you'll be you'll be dictating our nights down the pub uh, with your choices. Uh, so you can pop over to Facebook and, and find us on there and, and vote. Um, I'll make sure that goes up the moment that we uh, that we do this. Yeah, we we're gonna this. we're gonna alternate, aren't we? Yeah. So you'll have a choice. We won't look at the mini factions. Um, for runner because um, yet because that's kind of three different things we have to play but you'll have a choice between shaper anarch and criminal yes uh, and we'll say maybe the mini factions uh, for the end pop along tell us what you think we should uh, we should be playing uh, next and make sure you give us any feedback as I said if there's something that we've missed or something that you think is great or rubbish uh, that we talked about uh, please let us know uh, this has been episode 66 I have been Brian Ennis and I've been Joe Lewin and we will catch you next time don't forget to vote on our poll for which runner faction you want us to uh, to do that's the last thing I wanted to plug yeah I got really scared for a second because I thought something horrible political was going on and we'd we'd have to like deal with another catastrophe no no it's fine. it's okay it's okay. only what we're doing yes cool <laughs> don't forget to vote people <laughs> just in general just vote for everything Could, we need we need a picture of the whole the whole we we want you thing with one of our do you know what is a good card for Jinteki voter intimidation there we go yes <laughs> So until next time, vote or I'll send round the net damage goons to sort you out. Uh, Thank you very much. Catch you next time. (laughs) 